Hey, what's good, family? It's your boy, the People's Preacher, and you tune in to the Av Podcast, where we always do two things. We give God glory and we tell stories. And today, it's a special edition of the Av Podcast. I'm calling it, yes, the People's Voice Edition. The reason why I'm calling it that is, is because we got a man who's coming on by the name of Ed Roman. And he's been in the law enforcement for over 30 years as a sheriff, a husband, a father, um, uh, ministering to, to the community. He's been a lot of things to a lot of people. And today we're going to get into his testimony. We're going to talk about where he grew up. We're going to talk about what led him to want to be a sheriff. We're going to talk about his marriage, his raising children, doing ministry. And we're going to talk a little bit about the things that maybe most people don't want to talk about. And we know that uh, in this podcast, we give God glory. So in everything we do today, we're going to give God glory. I just want to thank Brother Ed Roman for allowing me to come into his house. We sat down on his coffee table and we cut it up for about an hour. We talked about a lot of things. So tune in. Stay tuned. It's about to go down. Ed Roman, David Mendoza, Av Podcast, Jesus Christ, giving God glory. Here we go, yo. Cuckoo. speak holy spirit i call on you right now that you would speak and use me as your vessel lord to bring honor and glory to your name we thank you in jesus name we pray amen 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 so we're gonna let it we on we're good amen well we just want to welcome everybody to facebook live we're here in the beautiful city of whittier with my good friend ed roman amen brother husband father friend um Sheriff. Retired. Retired. Uh, what happened? No, no, no. No, you can leave it right there. We want to give a shout out to our camera girl in the back. Camera Ooh, girl. The producer. She, uh, She's not a cameraman. She's a camera girl. And uh, we're all right. We're in. And so today, um, we're going to let a few people come in. But um, I got. All right. So what we're going to do for the moment is we're just letting people come in as uh, we, we get we get together here. Um, and so the goal of this podcast is really just to uh, highlight my brother, highlight his life, his testimony, his journey with God. Um, you know, being a Christian, being a father, being a husband, being a sheriff and how he balanced it through through his career. You know, um, and so uh, we just want to just tell a story sure. and, and give God some glory. Amen. That's Amen. what I'm so, all about. Uh, we're gonna we're waiting a couple of minutes. Okay. And so, uh, yeah. All right. This is a good. This is a good look. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Amen. Excited, brother. Excited Amen. to do this, man. This my first one ever, bro. First one ever. Oh no. All right. This is uh, truly a blessing. All right. Amen. Cool. So we're gonna just give it a give it a minute. How many people we got in here now? One. One. That's all good. That's all we need. <laughs> all right. So uh, before we get started, we always like to uh, you know we always like to uh, start off giving God His place. Amen. And so we did open up in a word of prayer. And so right now, my brother Ed is gonna share us what we like to call the go-to's. You know, in life, a lot of times we're going through stuff and. Um, we tend to go to other places. Uh, 
grandmas, grandpas, uh, 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 an uncle, an aunt, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, but we should be running to God, and we should be running to God's word. Amen. The Bible talks about that the Bible, uh, the word of God doesn't come back void. But it accomplishes what it's set out to do. Amen. And we know that the word of God is powerful. We know that it's uh, it's able to accomplish what it's set out to do. And it is our first and final authority Amen. is God's word. That's right. So Brother Ed is going to share with us one of his promised scriptures, favorite scriptures um, in, in God's word. Well, Brother, um, you know, I spent 25 years as a L.A. County Deputy Sheriff and um, another two years uh, as a reserve. Mm. Um, I've also uh, uh, become a, uh, a campus police officer Ooh, okay. for Irvine, and I'm still, you know, with the sheriff's department. So I'm I'm kind of semi-retired. I I, do, I used to do recruiting. Okay. Of course, we don't recruit anymore because of what's going on today. But um, I used to go out to the schools, the military bases, and just talk about my job. Mm. And uh, so, uh, you ever heard the term "living the dream"? Oh, I think I'm living the dream. Okay, all right. I'm living somebody's dream. All right. Well, um, I'm truly living the dream. Ooh, come on. And the reason why is because um, uh, I was six years old. And um, uh, I remember in Santa Fe Springs where I grew up. Mm -hmm. I'm playing in my front yard. And um, in Santa Fe Springs, it was patrolled by the Norwalk sheriffs. Mm. And so uh, at six years old, I remember it was a, a sunny morning. And this black and white was passing by, and I waved to the mm. deputy. You know, I'm six years old. I waved to the deputy. And I remember he stopped, and he backed up. And well, this is that moment. This is the moment, brother, because mm. he backed up, and he called me over. And he asked me my name, and um, he showed me the shotgun. He turned on the lights and sirens for me, brother. I was sold. Mm. That's what I'm going to be. <clears throat> and, you know, a lot of times I, the, the question always comes up in conversations when I uh, when I conversate with people is that defining moment. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's it could be a good, it could be a bad. Oh, yeah, definitely. And for some of us, we, we that moment comes later in life. But for you, it was that moment yeah. when when that uh, when that cop or what's the, the deputy sheriff, yeah. deputy sheriff, yeah. uh, what he called uh, he befriend he. He befriended you. He right. uh, up until that moment. What was your what was your uh, mindset when it came to the be afraid? Be afraid. Yeah, you know, um, I grew up in a an area called Cantarranas. Okay. And um, yeah, during that time in the early seventies, it was um, it, 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 I saw a lot of traumatic events. Let's yes. just put it that way. Yeah. And so growing up in that light, and then seeing. The police, the deputies coming in and, you know, dealing with it. It, it was, um, you know, it was something that I wished I wouldn't have seen, but I did. That was just life. Yeah. And so, um, so, but my mom and dad always respect, yeah, yeah. respect. Mm -hmm. And so there was that fear of, uh-oh, but there was a respect of saying, okay, that's the law. So uh, up until that time, yeah, there was fear. But when he called me over to the patrol car. Mm -hmm. and asked me my name and started, you know, he wanted to know about me, mm -hmm. how old I was. And that was the moment where I said, wow, okay, boom, that, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to be. And I'll tell you the truth, brother. 
That's what kept me away from drugs. Mm. I sit here before you, brother, drug-free. Not one drug in my life. Mm. Okay? Uh, gangs. Um, stay away from that because if I did that, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be a deputy sheriff. Mm. So that's where I came into, you know, like, okay. Uh, sports, school, and girls. Okay? Know. In that order. <laughs> no, just playing. But anyway. Uh, um but it was kind of the 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 light up. I had I grew up in a household of uh, uh, four brothers and two sisters. Okay. okay, I'm the youngest of seven. Oh wow! Um, I have elderly parents because my dad was 52 and my mother was 42 when I was born, bro. Oh wow! Yeah, so they were older, and I came in like the oops, but I wasn't the oops. Okay, <laughs> but um, I I. Uh, I came up and my brothers and sisters were already pretty much all gone and married. So I grew up basically, un- alone, you know, um, an only child. An only child. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, growing up in the Springs and, and seeing what I saw benefited me. Not only as a, a man, my dad, I saw a man who was, you know, hardworking, owned a home. That's what I saw. That's what I aspired to be. Yeah. Okay. My brothers work. You know, uh, two served in the military, you know, that married, bought a home, had children. Okay, well, this is this is my world. This is what I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, um, but my dad, God bless him. Uh, he's been gone now for 23 years, but God bless him. There was always, always an appreciation and a respect for law enforcement, mm. for authority, honor for this country. Oh, come on. Okay. Uh, he, he was an immigrant. Yeah. And that's a whole nother story, but he came mm-hmm. to get a better life. And he set the standard of this is what you do. You have a dream. You get a job, you get married, mm-hmm. you have children, you own a home. And that was what I grew up with. And so I want to go back into that moment where you, uh, where you had that encounter with the sheriff uh, deputy. It takes me back to this, you know, where, uh, where we talk about sowing seed mm. and we, we talk about one watering yeah. and um, how very important it is as as Christians, we understand that that moment, that moment changed your life forever. And I think that as men, we don't realize that, that the there's defining moments right. in our lives where um, we need to, uh, we, 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 we're, we're sown in and we're reaping and sowing. Right. And this man... Did you ever meet him later on? Okay, so great Talk story. About it. Great story. Quick, go ahead. So you, so you meet him, and he just ignites it. This is what I want to be. Right. Everything around me is telling me different. Right. Not the parents, but you know the the culture, the the, the way where you live. And then you know what? How difficult and challenging it was for you to run around and tell everybody you want to be a cop. Right. Right. Like you're over there telling the homies, hey, and your friends, hey, I want to be a cop. <laughs> and you know what? But how does that how does that play out? Well, you know, um, it's all about who you hang around with, though. Talk about okay, it. Okay, bro. Uh, I, I, I've heard it from my pastor, you know, and, and it's a great um, illustration. Um, friends are like elevators. Okay. They're going to take you up or they're going to take you down. Talk about it. Okay. Right. So who you surround yourself with has a direct effect on who you will become. Definitely, definitely. Pops. Uh, show me who your friends are, sure. and I'll tell you who you are. Amen. Okay, I was a jock. I played sports. You know, um, 
uh, baseball, basketball. I, I played sports and um, I hung around the athletes, mm-hmm. you know, in junior high, high school. Um, drugs, yeah, it was all around me. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, all around me. But um, I made a choice not to do it. I, I want to stop you there because, you know, a lot of people, they, 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 they do this whole, I'm a product of my environment. It's what I only what I know I, I grew up in. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's a choice. It's a choice to Ooh, give in. brother. It's a choice. And so knowing who you are, right. based on what you were taught by your parents, right. they set a standard for you. Oh, no, no doubt. They set a standard for you. And to fulfill that dream, right. you had to say no to certain things okay. and yes to certain things. Okay. How hard was it for you? Well, I'll give you a story. And, and this one, I mean, is going to stay with me forever. So uh, one day I'm working overtime at Norwalk Court. Okay. And, you know, at, at Norwalk Court, you have lockup. Norwalk. Where, where, you, where, you, uh, where the inmates come in and they're in different, you know, uh, housing locations throughout, you know, the lockup. It's mm-hmm. in the basement of the, of the courts. Mm-hmm. Um, this in particular day, one of the supervisors tells me, hey, uh, go get a chain and uh, go get so-and-so mm-hmm. can't remember his name but um basically he's a keep away mm-hmm. he's with the mexican mafia okay he's an associate but they keep him away so sure enough i go get grab you know because you got to waist chain him you can't mm-hmm. just can't hunk, you got to waist chain him they're mm-hmm. special so i go and um it's it's a hard door and bars and then the cell mm-hmm. i open up the hard door and i say hey okay you're up He's sitting there without a shirt, right? So I said, okay, come on, you're up. Meaning it's your you know, time to go to yeah. you know, court. So he gets up, he turns around, and as he's putting on his shirt, there's a tattoo on his back, brother. Never seen one before, never seen one since. Seen a lot of tattoos in my life. Yeah, yeah. And that was a tattoo amongst the others. But this tattoo was just crazy. So he puts on his shirt, I handcuff him, waist chain, I get him out of the cell, brother, and I stop him and I tell him, hey, that tattoo on your back, what's the significance? What he had tattooed on his back, I had a choice. Tattooed on his back. So I asked him, what's the significance? Mm -hmm. And he says, sabes que? People want to blame their parents. Oh, come on. People want to blame society. They even want to blame you guys. But you know what? I had a choice. Mm. This guy got it. This guy got it. <clears throat> and I think that that's echoes. That's screaming loud. This is a mafioso. Mm-hmm. But nobody put him in that position. Mm. He made the choice to do that life. And he took responsibility for his actions where a lot of people are not. Yes, today, yes, 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 especially this younger generation, mm-hmm. they're not taking responsibility for their actions, and there's a consequence Definitely. to actions that is that are not good. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side, hey, there's there's blessing to actions when you're you know you're walking in the favor of the Lord. There's blessing that comes with that. Mm-hmm. So this. And I've never seen him since. I don't, I don't know what happened to him. I, yeah. All I know is, okay, come on, let's go. I took him into the courtroom, and I had to go back to lockup. Wow. 
But who does that, brother? I had a choice tattooed on his back. That's deep. Oh, come on. That's deep. So the uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and share your uh, your scripture real quick. Oh, sure. And then, um, then we, we we didn't share it, right? No, we haven't. We, no, no. Let's go ahead and share your favorite um, scripture. I know you had something to add to that as well. Well, this scripture was uh, pivotal in my walk with the Lord and working at the county jail. And so, and that's and that's a big one just in itself. The question is, can sheriffs really be spirit filled in the field? Oh, no doubt. This, again, it's a choice. Mm, come on. It's a choice to step into that and wear two shields: Ooh. the shield of the the the, um, uh, the LA County Sheriff's Department and the shield of faith, brother. Mm, come on. That's two shields, and I got to represent both. Yes. And I got to be honest. In my life, in my walk with Christ, man, I, I maybe not have, you know, represented the shield of faith all that well, but that's okay, because we serve a faithful, forgiving God. So anyway, um, this scripture, this is what I used um, while working the jails, while working patrol, while working, um, and it's, uh, I'll tell you right now, it is a, um, a go-to scripture for me. That um, uh, that stands the test of time, and it's uh, Proverbs sixteen seven. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Ooh, come on. Um, in my time on the force, I never had a broken bone. Uh, was never relieved of duty. Was never fired. Was um, I'd been assaulted a couple times, um, but never did I end up in a hospital or, you know, severely injured, mm-hmm. killed. Um, because I believe that me walking into that place of darkness, I brought the light. Ooh, yeah, amen. Yeah. Okay. And that changes everything. It does. Because you're not walking in there this, this uh, you're walking in there with your emotions in check. Yes. With your heart in check. Yes. With your mind in check. Or maybe the next man may be walking in there like, let's bring it on. Not only that, but the prayers of my wife. The prayers of, you know, Good Shepherd. Of, you know, the churches that, you know, praying for Eddie. Mm. That kept me, brother. I got to be honest. I mean, real talk, right? Real talk. I got to be honest. I didn't always walk in in in, in the uh, in the faith. Mm. Man, I had some dark times. Mm. I did. Yes. But um, there, the, in in those dark times, I believe that those prayers. I believe that those that cared for me, those um, uh, uh, the prayers that helped me through this time. Mm. That even though I was not representing, I was represented. Ooh, come on. Come on, preach, brother. Okay. Preach. I was represented. Hashtag that. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and that's how faithful and, and, and true our God is, bro. Mm. And, man, let's take a... I want to tell you a funny story. Okay, bro. So, for those who don't know, I've known you since I was 12, 13 years old. Yeah, yeah. I met you probably the end of eighth grade, the beginning of ninth grade. Yeah. And I remember me and my sister Destiny standing in church. Yeah. And, and staring at you. 
because you wore a fanny pack. Oh yeah, that was me. And we were always wondering what you had in there. <laughs> you you had you had a you had a tank in there probably. <laughs> you had a, a a rocket launcher. You had grenades in there. Me and Destiny and Mark and I was like, what does he have in there? Nah. What does he have in there? Well, her name was Black Beauty. Oh, come on. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, it's awesome <clears> because. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of good connections, a lot of good people I met in Good Shepherd. Amen. And so uh, I think uh, Pastor uh, Sam Seniors, I think he just uh, turned ninety-two. And then I think he celebrated ministry as well, and yeah. uh, anniversary with his wife. Mm-hmm. And so big shout out to Good Shepherd Family Bible Church, Huntington Park. Yeah, that was where it all started for a lot of yeah, us. Yeah, amen. It's where I first uh, experienced the love of Christ. Amen. Through people. Through people. Um. So let's go back a little bit uh, back into um, when you first, were you married before you became a sheriff? No, I was uh, married already a year before I became, but that was already in the plan, mm. you know, so I was testing and, and getting, you know, physically, mentally um, uh, uh, prepared yeah. in my mind um, during this time of, you know, I gotten married and uh, my wife knew what I was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had already, then um, there's a whole nother story on that too, on how, how faithful God is. But um, spiritually, that was key to going through the whole process because it's a grueling testing process that yeah. you got to get through. And I hope you know where I'm going. It's a testing process that I had to go through mm. to finally get sworn in as a deputy sheriff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I know the deputies, uh, they they tend to do better on the field because of the testing, because of the training. Well, that's what's so great about working a jail. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, oh, work a jail, it smells, you know, it's dangerous. Yes, all the above. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of a better training ground, mm-hmm. you know, than to be in it. That's I mean, cool. I, re- I remember my, my, you know, one of my first days, I was throwing the crypt module. Oh, hey now. Crips. I didn't know nothing about Crips, brother. This dad, gum Latino, didn't know nothing. From Santa Fe Springs. Right. But there I was, in the mix, you know, and then getting, you know, the la- who's the shot caller? Mm-hmm. Hey, who's the runners? Mm-hmm. Who's the enforcer? You know, I mean, you get the, the tattoos. What do they mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those types of things. And you get so. It now, before you get on the streets. Exactly. And I think that's, that's vital and key to a successful deputy out in the street mm-hmm. because you've learned it in the jail. Yeah. So, uh, what we want to talk a little bit about the wifey. We want to give her a, hey. a shout out. My grandfather said this, William. Uh-huh. William says a lot of crazy stuff. Okay. He would even tell women, men, hey, you're, that's your, your wife's my girl. I go, but you're 80 years old. They're going to let you get away with that stuff. <laughs> he said, your grandma was the boss, but I never let her know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, I tell people like, you know, uh, next to every great man, there's a great woman. Oh, no doubt. And and and, and they're most uh, most women that I know, they're prayer warriors. Amen. And so they're the ones that back us up. I tell people, if I got to preach somewhere, she needs to lay hands on me first. Wow. She needs to pray for me and send me on my way. There you go. And so how uh, challenging or was it for you to be married, to be a deputy? Like uh, for those who maybe desire to be yeah. in the law enforcement, uh-huh. um, what are some... Things that you you could share with them to encourage them to, you know, to uh, share an experience with right. someone that you know the, the challenges that you go through. Right. But also God is faithful. Right. Well, you know, shout out to the Azteca Queen. Okay. Hey, 
Just throwing it out there, brother. Throw it out. Um, so, uh, gosh, uh, been together 34 years, uh, married for 30. Mm. Okay. And, um, and he's not looking at notes. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to, cause there's so much and I'm yeah. trying to think of, okay. Um, bottom line, bro, is that, uh, you know, marriage in any marriage, in any profession, mm. any job is tough. Mm. And so, um, I told you about, you know, a, a dry season in my life, mm-hmm. um, where, um, I, I wasn't a good man. Mm. I wasn't. And uh, um, without getting into any, any details or anything like that, there was a hiatus, mm-hmm. a sabbatical okay. in my marriage. Okay. Um, and uh, it was a tough time. But um, because of God's faithfulness and his mercy and because of a praying wife. Ooh, come on, talk about it. Here I am. Okay, bro. There, there's no other way around it. And only and a man of God could only talk like that. Oh wow! Because most men don't want to give their wife credit for nothing. Oh no! Because I did. I got here on my own. Hey, I bro. did this on my own. You know, she she's just the cooks ta- and cleans. She's the taco to my Tuesday, bro. Okay. On. They said I told people, man. People like, oh, like when they see see they see you, they think one thing, and then you're like, oh no. I tell my people, uh, Gina's the real gangster in this relationship. She's a. a you don't want to mess with my wife. I go, I might run. She'll fight you. Oh, uh, you know, well, that's so true because, you know, my wife, I mean, she's sweet and loving and kind. Don't play with her head. Ooh, don't dog. Her head. I, she'll cut you. Hey, don't look at me, little puppet. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she will. She'll cut you, eh? But anyway, um, spiritually. Spiritually. Um, but, yeah, uh, she's she's the lighthouse to my ship, bro. Ooh, come on, man. Okay, bottom line. She's the one that directs me home. So that's all I can say about her. But um, yeah, it's it's very trying. It's very tough if you're not walking in the ways of the Lord. Bottom line, we have marriages that are breaking up. We have marriages that are, are going through issues in our churches. Yes, yes, yes. And all I got to say is, men, submit. The Bible calls us to die. He calls the women to submit, but he calls the men to die. And that's rough, man. That's rough. So, um, there's still a little bit of, you know, stuff living in me, but for the most part, I'm trying to, you know, well, like Spurgeon once said, um, you don't have to be afraid of dying if you die every day. Ooh, come on. Right, brother? Amen. Die every day. Kill this flesh. And that's hard, bro. Mm. Right? That is hard. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, slowly but surely, I'm not worried about dying, man. Because mm. I'm trying to live that. To be a better husband, to be a better man, to be a better father, to be a better co-worker. Mm-hmm. Just saying, bro. Wow. So uh, as, a, as, a, as a sheriff in all the years, how long were you? Well, technically, you're, you're still Yeah, active. technically, yes. Yes, still active. But how long has this career ha- has been? Well, we're going on 30 years now. Oh, 30 years yeah. serving the community. Yeah. Amen. Um. What would you? What kind of advice would you give to someone who desires to uh, pursue, uh, mm. even in these times? Oh, um, it's a calling. Oh, talk about that. Talk it's about a that. it's a calling because the stuff that you have to endure, uh, you got to be ready. In today's society, 
If someone hits me, that's your job. If I hit back and try to stop a threat, oh, you see, police brutality. All the cops want to do is beat people. Mm -hmm. And that's simply not the case, man. And that's the goal here. The goal is to expose the enemy. Right. And to and, and to let people know that that every day you walk out there as a as a law enforcement, that you're putting you you don't know if you're gonna see your your family at the end right. of the day. Right. And though man is man, right. So we'll talk about man in general. Uh -huh. The Bible says men love darkness. Yes. And men um men are sinful and we're wretched. Yep. And um, what do you call it? We can be fleshy. So any man who walks out of his door in the morning right. has a tendency to go and be destructive. Oh, definitely. Cop, teacher, bus driver, right. uh, doctor, whatever. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, we, uh, we have to understand that we're out there putting our lives. Some people are well, yeah. bound for uh -huh. putting their lives for you. Right. Serving the community. You know, and and that and, and I don't think people get that. They think that the, the law enforcement out there is just to have fun and well, and bus, yeah, bus. You know, well, and that's why if you want to get in law, into law enforcement, mm -hmm. it, it's all it's you're you're putting your life on the line for people that don't like you, mm. uh, probably even hate you, for someone who would want to take you out. Mm. You're putting your life on the line for them, mm. and so. Um, you know, you serve the ungrateful mm, come on. because the ultimate um, example of that was Christ. Oh, he came to serve, not to be served, come on. as the word says. Um, and because of that, people hated him. The, the Jews hated him for it. Mm -hmm. They couldn't wrap around. No, you're a king. We serve you. We No, he came to serve, bro. And that's the ultimate example of someone who is selfless as opposed to selfish. Mm. Selfish, it's all about them, what they want, who, what, you know. Selfless is let me do for you. And that's what law enforcement is all about. Is the best sound of the day is Velcro ripping from your, your bulletproof vest because you made it. You're able to take that thing off and live another day. So my question to you at this point is, well, the funny I'm a, uh, the funny thing about people is, I hate the police. Bleep the police. Yeah, yeah. Someone breaks in your house, who the first person they call? <laughs> they call the police. Yeah, yeah. My question to you is, I I, I asked a bunch of people, you know, hey, I'm going to be interviewing uh -huh. a good friend of mine. He's a sheriff. What are some of the questions that you would ask them? And, you know, people are people. But the main question I got was, how can you, how can, how were you able to go with, to work every day and do it day in and do it day wow. out, knowing that 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 person doesn't care about you. Right. You're, you're serving people. Like you said, Jesus came to, to serve and uh -huh. you put him on a cross. Right. How were you able to go day in and day out and day in without becoming that cop that everybody, oh, that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, right. guy, uh -huh. that guy, that uh guy. -huh. And staying Eddie, yeah. Ed, man of God, you know, you know, how do you do that? You know, I, I wish there was a planet where I wish there was a cop planet mm -hmm. that you can bring them in and say, this is the way it is. And they're on mm -hmm. the up and up. They're all good. They do good. They do what's right. I wish there was a planet like that, mm -hmm. brother. But the bottom line is this. 
We get our law enforcement officers from society. Okay. Talk about it. Talk about it. We get our law enforcement from society and um, people grow up the way they grow up. Some people change, some people don't. We have a rigorous background process that tries to weed out the bad people. But you know what, brother? There's some stone cold liars, man, that can, you know, beat a polygraph. There's, you know, people that are, you know, um, bottom line is people are people. And um, there's bad police officers, deputy sheriffs, but there's also bad doctors, plumbers, you know, so on and so forth. Only difference is when the plumber messes up, bro, oh, dang, dig it up, repipe, no problem. Nobody hurt anything. Mm. We mess up live. Channel 7 News at 6, the cover up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's just because it's all about selling airtime. Mm. Joe the plumber ain't going to sell airtime, bro. But a deputy sheriff, a law enforcement officer messes up. Oh, well, they're all about it and they're showing it. Mm-hmm. And it, isn't it amazing, bro, that they'll always show the, you know, the, the four cops on the one guy. Yeah. But they'll never show you what led up to that. Mm. Okay. They won't show you the cop who shows up with groceries. Okay. They, okay. Who lets the guy go? Oh, I, we got stories about that. I've been. You know, because people don't want to talk about the times where there was, they 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 encountered you, a good. Time. Where you should have gone to jail and you yes. didn't. Yes. When you should have got a ticket and you didn't. Mm. You know they don't want to talk about when that. They showed mercy. Right. They don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But those things that are bad, just like anything, mm-hmm. man. People are going to remember the bad, but. People already have their preconceived notion of what a deputy sheriff is, a cop, and we will never change their minds. Mm. We will never change. They already have a, a, a determination of anybody. And, and it's not, they don't hate Ed. Mm-hmm. They hate what I stand for, mm. which is authority. And let me get to that word, authority. That's a bad word in today's society mm. because... People associate authority with abuse. Mm -hmm. And because of that, parents, teachers, law enforcement, what authority. When people hear that, they're not going to submit under that. And because they don't want to submit, now we've got problems. Because the ultimate authority is the Father in heaven. So, um, you know how hard it is to submit under that. Okay, so... If that child isn't submitting under his parents, what chance do I have? I have no chance because it, there's, there's got to be precedence that is set. Like my parents set for me. Hey, you step out of line, you get whacked. You step out of line, if there's no consequences, well, then it just gets bigger and bigger. And so that's why I think that's why we're seeing what we're seeing now. It's a, uh, an attack on authority from the enemy. And it's very effective because without authority, without law enforcement, people can run amok and do whatever they want and not have consequences. And so that's why we have what we have today, I feel. Yeah. Also, you got to people need to understand is that, like you're saying, it really starts in the home. And we have, uh, even in my generation, we had a bunch of, and they did the best they could with what they had. Uh They had a bunch of women raising boys yeah. and 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 we didn't become men in, uh, later on into life right so you have a fatherless Society, generation yeah, uh-huh. 
and you so you got women uh, really frustrated, right. angry, right. because homeboy jammed and left them yeah, with five yeah, kids, yeah. and so you and so the there's no authority, there's right. no balance in the home. Like I said, women did the best they could with mm-hmm. what they had, and so then you got to deal with right the fruit of it. <laughs> Um, the best of your ability. Right. And, and um, that that's when you're out on the street, basically, you're you're trying to help fix, you're trying to other people's um uh what would the word be? Um when you come into a household and it is total chaos, mm-hmm. uh, people expect you to fix it. Mm. How am I going to fix something that, how am I going to fix that 11-year-old child that the damage has already been, for, been done for 11 years? Ooh. I can't. But people expect me to. Mm-hmm. Tell them, he's got to go to school. Hey, little Johnny, you got to go to school. <laughs> yeah. You go pound sand, because like I told her, I'm mm-hmm. not going. Now, I'm the bad guy because I didn't take care of a problem that they generated for 11 years. Definitely, definitely. You know, so it's a no-win situation. For law enforcement, right, we get to a, a house with a loud party. Oh, the cops just want to, you know, they want to ruin the fun. Why, hey, why, you know? And then when we leave, the stabbing or the shooting, we're the cops. Mm. It's a no-win, bro. Mm. It's a no-win for us. So that's why hats off to the men and women who go out there. Yes, yes, and, yes. And, and, and fight for justice. Fight for, you know, what's right. Mm-hmm. Protect lives and property to people that don't care, to yeah. people that don't appreciate. Now, mind you, not everybody. There are people that appreciate. There's yeah. people that, hey, you know, thank you for your service. Yeah. You know, we appreciate that. You know, that that's, you know, um, but uh, going out there and, and, hey, we just do it. Mm-hmm. We just do it. It's a calling. You go out there. You handle it. And at, at the end of the day, you know. I did my best to be able to protect society. I love how you said it. it's a calling because even in the church, everybody wants to pick the pers- the, the pulpit. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's you know, uh-huh. and the thing with uh, I love what you said. It, it's a calling. Mm-hmm. Not everybody should right. desire to be a sheriff. No, no. Or a law enforcement. Right. Because it takes a certain individual to be able to handle yeah. that. Yeah. And and so in all your in uh you know we don't want to um. I, I really want to be careful when I say this next question is people think that most cops are okay with other cops doing what they do. Okay. You know, like, oh, all, uh, cops don't, There is there any policing within, you know, like, right, yeah. or, like, oh, that cop don't care that that cop did that. And I don't really believe that's true. Right. I believe that there's cops that, that, that are not okay with that. Right. And so how do you, when it comes to you, like, Someone say, "Oh, you're a cop. You you're okay with that stuff." Okay. Basically, that's you know, all cops are dirty. Yeah. Right. All cops are dirty. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to that, I say, people hold us to a certain standard that they themselves don't hold themselves up to. Ooh, come on. I okay, like bro. Like okay. The proverbial, the proverbial um, fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching you. Okay. And they can, you know, be shady themselves, but once they catch somebody shady, oh, you see, to take that light off of them because they know they're not doing right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yes, there are dirty cops, bro. There are. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. I would be, I mean, I, it'd be a disservice for me to say that there's not. Because there is. Mm-hmm. But that's just not relic. But, but there's yeah. some great men. Yeah, and there's some great men and women, selfless, sacrificial in their time. Bro, you can't make it to your kid's birthday because you got to work and you couldn't get the time off. You're missing Christmas Eve because everybody's opening gifts and you got to work. Thanksgiving, everybody's eating, eating the, the turkey. and It's a selfless, mm-hmm. but you're out there. It's a job. That's what you do. Um, yes, there are dirty cops, but that's very few and far between. Okay? Mm-hmm. I've it. seen it. it. I've seen it. And I want no part of it. Okay? And that's what I think I want to convey today is that it, it's not okay. It's not. And, and, and there's cops that don't agree. And there's... Uh, but there's, like you said, there's so much, like, the, the, the things that happen, no excuse for it. Right. But people think that you guys are all okay with it. Like, it, no. you know, it's, it's you against no. us. Well, bro, not only can I lose my job, I can go to prison. Mm. Okay. And you don't want to be in jail. And that, that, whatever that fool, whatever she's doing that is not right, I want no part of it. Okay. Mm. Now, um, it, th- that's a whole nother, yeah, 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 that, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a, we can go there. But uh-huh. what I'm saying is, is that, yes, it's, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it happens in our, in our job. Mm-hmm. But there's dirty doctors. Oh, come on. There's dirty dentists, uh, bankers, uh, plumbers. There's dirty nurses. You know, bro, here, here's the thing. Do you know how many people doctors kill? From misdiagnosis or malpractice? You don't hear about that, bro. Okay? So, you know, that it's just the, right now, we're the flavor of the month. All the attention is on us because there's a political, you know, and, and that's a whole nother. Um, but uh, all I can do is answer for myself. You know, when I was uh, doing recruiting, I was at a college class and some kid raises. Because asked me any questions, and he raises his hand. He says, "Yeah, who did you vote for?" Oh, snaps! And I'm like, "Oh, this homie just wants to, you know." He wants to fight. So, what I told him was, "Hey, whatever's happening in the White House, I can't control. Mm. Okay, but what I can't control is what happens in my house." Ooh, come on, preach. Okay, I have three children, and I control what's in my house. This is the way I am raising you to become, you know, uh, beneficial, a blessing to society as opposed to a liability to society. Ooh, come on. There's about 19,000. Yeah, there's about 19,000 inmates, probably less now, but there's about 19,000 inmates on average in our jail system, L.A. County only. Wow. Okay. Those are liabilities to society. They, 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 they committed a crime and... They're locked up because they committed that crime because they're not understanding how it is to function in society. You can't be jacking people. You can't, you know, take grandma's purse. You know, it's just... So those are the liabilities that I talk about. And, um, you know, I got three successful children. Praise God. Let's let's, let's stop there. Uh Because I really want to camp there a little bit if we can. It's... We're living in a in a time where it's just madness, craziness, darkness, all day, all night. COVID, right? D- Donald Trump, yeah, everything. Yeah. 
But if we take it back to the root, teaching your children the ways of the Lord. Ooh, I tell people, there's things, God willing, my children will never see because right. of what someone did for me. Right. You know, mine's, my Moses was Ruben Cruz. Okay. Your kid's Moses was whoever led you to the Lord. Right. You know I mean, your Moses right. was who led you to the uh -huh. Lord. And so someone invested in me, and I, I'm invested in my children. Right. How important it is as a father and, um, to invest in your children and to set them back into society. Because if we're doing our part in the church and the home, mm -hmm. not 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 uh, relying on the youth leader. Right. Because it's not the youth leader. I, I, I was a youth leader for years, just like you. Right. Tell them to clean his room. Right. Tell them to do this. Tell them to yeah. do that. Okay, what are you doing to complement what I'm doing? Right. If men would take their roles in the home and teach their children the ways of the Lord, how to respect one another, uh, how to work for, how to love. I tell my daughter, you you can tell someone you love them. I'm going to tell you, I can tell you I love you. Mm -hmm. and, and people don't think that I'm funny. We're living in a, in a society where people can't tell each other they love each other no more. Nobody can give a hug. Nobody can. Right. Uh, and so, but that all goes back to our, our, our spiritual mm -hmm. that. How important, again, how important it is as men to take their roles in the home and to set their children back out so that people, the, the law enforcement don't get the fruit of it. Right. It's what have you done right. to set your children up to live the dream? Well, I believe I have the answer to teen pregnancy, gang violence, drug abuse, I I have I believe I have the answer. I think you do. And you know what that is, bro? When mothers and fathers start being parents, because everybody has a mother and a father. Yes, yes. But when they start becoming parents, loving, yes, disciplining, um, uh, supporting, when that happens, that's why little Johnny doesn't have to go out and be spooky, because he has identity in the home. Ooh, come on. He's little Johnny in the home, and he is respected. He is loved. He is disciplined. When they, when there is none of that in the home, that's when they go outside, and that's why other outside influence come in and say, "I affirm you," Ooh, as you know, spooky, yeah, yeah. creeper. Yeah. You know, that is the major issue in today's society. Is that. It's not being taught or developed in the home. First and foremost, living for Christ, yes, yes. a godly home. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, bro, we got no shot at society, man. We really don't. Because outside influences is going to affect that child. And as that child grows, becomes a young man, becomes a man. Mm -hmm. And now he's a product of whatever he sees or has seen. Or what he sees, or what he's done. So that's why choices. That's why I go back to that story, bro. Mm -hmm. It's because yeah, we grew. I grew up in not so, not such a great area, yeah, you yeah. know, where there was gang violence. They shot an ice cream man driving ice his ice cream truck in Santa Fe Springs, bro. I remember that. I was like, dang. But um, you make choices in life. You can choose to do this and do that. Or you can choose to live for Christ. Mm. And so, again, repercussions, you know, there's consequences or there's blessing. 
you make the choice. And that's why I have so much respect for that, you know, uh, Mexican mafia associate. It's because, man, you know what? He's a shot caller for a reason, mm. okay? And had he used it for something good, had he used his influence for something good, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, a, a president of a company. Who knows? Yeah. It's just, but so important is the home. Uh, you, you, you hit it on the, uh, uh, you hit it as good as you could as identity. You know, one of the things that I, uh, as a youth leader, I would tell the young girls, if you know who you are in Christ, he, he can't play you. Right. She can't play you. Right. Because if, I tell the girls, if you're a diamond and you let, and you, and people know that they got to treat you as a diamond. Right. They, they're, they're only going to treat you as a diamond. But if they can treat you like Swami Silver, they will. So knowing who you are in Christ, knowing that, hey, you know what? I don't play that. I don't go right. that way. I don't do those things. And that, and and setting your children up to succeed. Right. You know, yeah, they're going to go and bump their heads and they're yeah. going to fail. But you, there's a, a better chance of them making it. Right. And, and not giving someone else an issue and a problem. Well, exactly, And bro. so setting your, and, and, and I love how you, uh, you talked about discipline. I grew up in an era where you get beat like clockwork. Mm-hmm. So some of the beatings actually helped. I remember one time I got picked up by the North Sheriff's Department, and he asked me, do you want to go to jail or do you want to go back to school? I said, I don't think I'm safer in jail because if my mother has to pick me up from school, I was literally scared of my mother until I was like 16, 17 years old. Right on. And uh, nowadays, kids don't get hit. No. They get, here, uh, we'll use Johnny. Johnny, no yeah. TV tonight. Right. And then Johnny's sitting there on his cell phone. Or they send them to the room where they have a phone, an Xbox, a computer, an iPhone. Right. And um, yeah. And um, kids are not being disciplined. No, they're not. And I think at the end of the day, there's a difference between beating your children right. and disciplining their right. children. And I, I don't, I don't. Well, you know, I mean, people say they're afraid to hit their kids. Yeah, no, well, that's that's a cop out. Uh-huh. You know, it really is because um, you don't want to handle business. Bottom mm-hmm. line, you just don't want to handle it. Yeah, let them go, gag, what, just leave them alone. You know, mm-hmm. they, they dismiss it mm-hmm. to their own peril. Because when they're dismissing behavior like that, mm-hmm. um, it eventually is going to come back. Mm-hmm. And um, one other thing, I, my children, yes. beautiful children, love them. Mm-hmm. They're not perfect. Okay, they've stumbled along the way yeah. at certain times. Um, but... Um, I've, I've always, well, not always, but I've texted them. Um, don't ever feel that you can't call me. Oh, come on. Don't ever feel that you can. And that's our, that's our father. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're afraid, my dad's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. When we have relationship, I got to call my dad. Oh, come on. I like that one. You like that, bro? I like that. Because that's so true. Mm-hmm. That's our father. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I messed up. Man, I'm going to, you know, try to hide. No, Lord, <laughs> I need you. Mm, I messed up. Forgive me. Okay. Continue on. If we hide in our sin, if we don't ask for forgiveness, bro, we live in that and we live in shame. Mm. And that was the Garden of Eden. Yes. What do you think? Where are you? Yeah. And they're hiding. Who told you you were naked? They're hiding. Mm. As opposed to saying, hey, I messed up, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Consequences are consequences, and and you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna you know take the consequences, but um, 
you know, um, the blessings are the blessings, and that's what we go for. Uh, <laughs> come in, come in, come in. Yeah, come on, bro. Come on in. Good. Okay, that's me. Edward Roman. Okay, bro. Thank God for the UPS drivers. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right, brother. Amen. And okay. so. Maybe we can we can we can go another way, you know. Uh, we've been dealing with the COVID nineteen thing, yeah. uh, and I always the question I ask everybody is, what has the Lord been showing you? What has, <laughs> um, you know? I tell people, I thank God for this, because I want to say it even put me like slow you slow down, bro. Yeah, and perspective. Well, anyways. Okay. What has the Lord been showing you in this time of COVID-19? This is called divine disruption, brother. Ooh, come on. I love it. I love it. This is what that this is what all this is. It's a divine disruption into the normal life, going to church and, you know, praising God and then, you know, going through the whole week and then maybe going on Sunday night or Wednesday night service and then it's a divine disruption. And I'm I'm living proof of it because it, exactly, hey, we're just doing our thing. We're just what? I I can't go to the go to a restaurant, man. Mm. Hey, the Dodgers aren't playing. Mm. Um, getting a haircut. I mean, just all these things that psh, nope, you ain't doing it. And as a matter of fact, you're staying home. Mm. So someone wow. said this. The, the government put us on house arrest and then they get, put some money on our books with the stimulus money. But anyways, go ahead. But you're home. Uh, that's good. You're home. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, just like you, it's, it's, a, it's a way to really look into yourself and say, okay, Lord, what is going on here? And he'll show us. He showed me. Definitely. It's okay. a divine disruption. <laughs> that's what this is all about, bro. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all this is going on for political reasons. Yeah, I believe it's political, but it's also it's majorly the spiritual. And that's what we want realm. to talk about. Yeah. the spiritual side. Yeah, you know what? Uh, so God has I like that. Divine, what'd you say? Divine disruption. Yes, divine disruption. And so what, what? What the Lord has been showing you? You know, personally, you know, like um, He's coming back soon, bro. Oh, okay, okay. Jesus is coming back soon. Mm. That's what He's showing me through this. Amen. Okay. Um, a lot of churches aren't talking about that coming, that second coming, because mm-hmm. I believe a lot of churches ain't talking about sin. Ooh, come on. And um, I, I got to be honest, bro, and say that I was very disappointed in some churches and some pastors going on with a certain movement. It, it, it was really, really hard. Oh, come on. Okay, no, no, no. but anyway, um, I agree with you on that one. Uh, it was uh, really an eye opener for me, and and I've been, you know. Searching the scriptures and listening to various um, uh, speakers on the end times. Yeah. And brother, if this isn't the end times or the beginning of it, mm-hmm. nothing is, bro. Like the Bible says, as in the days of Noah. Mm. He's building this big old boat, man. And they're laughing at him. Bro, as in the days of Noah, man. What you see today is a direct um, effect of what's going to happen tomorrow. Wow. Just be ready. That's all. Amen. We walk in that. Let's be ready. 
Okay. Fear, I mean, I, there's a great scripture. Can I read it, bro? Get it. Go, go for it. There's a great scripture I read. It's in Joshua 1.9. Oh, right there, man. Over here. Just on the right. Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. And do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Mm. Wherever you go, bro, he's there. All this, you know, turn off the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn yeah. off the news yeah, and, 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 and get into, you know, something that is positive, something that is, is you know, can be tangible for, for you right now, right here. And that's yeah. God's word. Yeah. You know, so, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, okay. Oh man, um, it, 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 the fear, fear mongering is key to the news media and what they're sharing nowadays, bro. It, it's bad, it's bad. But we as Christians, we got nothing to worry about. We just do our thing, okay? Keep on serving, keep on telling. Yes, that's it right there. Right? What you're doing, bro, this is beautiful, man. You're, you're, we're uplifting the name of the Lord, bro. That's what's key. We need people to, oh man, that, let's hang on to God. Yeah. And that's where, where fear, psh, there's no fear. I think it's, uh, for some, it's a, it's, a, it's a fearful time, like you said. Uh -huh. It's a challenging time. But for the church, it's exciting. I tell people, look, it, I say things like this and I get in trouble, but uh, some churches need it to be closed. Ooh. Some churches may not, should not be reopened Ooh. because they're not doing the work of God. They're building kingdoms, little right. kingdoms. And I tell people, like, if all you are right now is worried about going back to a church, uh -huh. then you got a problem because the goal is, is are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, through this whole time, we've been on lockdown. Yeah. How, did you call anybody and pray for them? Right. Did you um, witness to somebody? Right. For those that were essential, were you telling people about Jesus at work? Right. Or, you know, what were you doing? Or you were just sitting at home complaining and worried about when's the church going to open? When's the church going to open? And like I tell everybody, the local church, it's where um, the Bible talks about the local churches is a God thing. Don't forsake the gathering, right. brother. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, but if that's if that's all you're worried about, if that's all you're worried about, then you, you know go back. What's going to end up happening is we're going to go back and hibernate again. Oh yeah, because we're because we're comfortable. You know what I mean? And, and and I think the Lord is really showing us, hey, look it, you need to step it up. You need to like you got people at work. I worked with for years, and I didn't even know they were Christian. Yeah. I'm like, are you a Christian? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a Christian, brother. Yeah. And so it's it's our time. It's the yeah. church's time to step up and to share the gospel. If uh, you can't go to church, then you can't go to church. Right. Someone told me the other day, well, I can't I can't continue to do this online stuff. I go, what do you mean you can't do this online stuff? I said, what if we get to the point where the churches, yeah, are done? Hey, it might happen. And then, and, and then we're going to have to actually read our Bibles to our kids. Yeah. We're going to actually have to be in our homes right. more and more. I said, so let's get creative in our evangelism. Let's get creative Amen. in how we share the Word of God. Right. It's our time. Exactly. People are exactly. open. You right. know, people are so open. Amen. So as, as, uh, as we, we kind of come to a, uh, somewhat right. of a landing. Right. Um, so you, you, you grew up in Santa Fe Springs, huh? and then you... You moved to Whittier. Right. 
and this is where you you've lived all these years correct raised your children right um what are some of the things that um you're, you're doing you're involved in ministry wise some uh, of the things uh, that you do with the local church well you know um i go to freedom house yeah, well, we oh, want to talk about that. okay i go to freedom house uh oc orange county and um the church has been around for about uh 12 years now mm-hmm. um and so I've been going there for about eight. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in that time, uh, you know, peaks and valleys, bro. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, everybody, you know, their walk. Your walk with Christ is peaks and valleys, man. Sometimes you're riding high and you're, and sometimes, you know, you're going through a valley, whether it's you personally or, you know, some outside element that has come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, after all that, I, you know, being saved in an apostolic church. Mm-hmm. Y'all know, don't know about apostolic churches. And then going to Good Shepherd. And then um, kind of going to a church here and there. And then finally, coming to a church, man, where, you know, uh, the word is being taught. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was very, very important. So um, can I say, I you know, I still got it. And, you know, uh, no, there's some work to be done still for mm-hmm. me. Um, I was able to lead a, a missions trip. To Nicaragua Ooh. a couple of years back, oh, wow. and uh, that was a time. Well, I mean, it was incredible. Uh, but as far as ministry, I serve in our, our um, uh, support team, which is like security for the church. Mm. You know, um, so I don't. You, so you're bossing my cousin around. Hey, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but that there's dude some. Is, like, he's like a little mountain. Which uh, Daniel. That's my cousin. Oh, I love Daniel. Yeah, I, told, I was trying to get him. To I come, love man. me some Daniel, man. That's a beautiful brother in the uh-huh. Lord. But anyway. Um. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're the support team because I don't know if you know, there's some crazy people in church. No. I anyway. Anyway. So. <laughs> so um, I, that's the ministry I serve in, and then uh, we have um, connect groups. Yes. In which me and my wife had, you know, um, had men's, women's, uh, um, uh, a co-ed, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, uh, my wife is a director for hospitality in our church, so she's been doing that for a few years now. And um, no, it's just uh, being involved and staying involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we can't go to church. Yeah. We are the church. So let's just do our thing. The church never closed. And represent, right. Let's just do our thing and represent. Mm-hmm. Okay? We are the representation of Christ. I am the representation of a deputy sheriff. And you know, brother, when people, you know, they're, they're going to judge you. Regardless, mm. yeah, you know, and I'd rather have somebody that's a good brother mm. as opposed to, hey, that's a good deputy mm-hmm. as opposed to. And some people, let's just, you know, whether you're good or not, they're going to find a fault in you anyway, because that's just their nature. That's mm-hmm. who they are. But for the most part, you represent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. I love how you said earlier, you said you were you wear two shields. Oh, yeah. And I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. And so, what, 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 what can you tell people? What was your greatest lesson you feel like you've learned serving the community and being a sheriff deputy? What was one of the, or maybe there's more, I don't know, yeah. one of the, uh, some great lessons that you've learned, some some things that, you know, you'll take to the grave. Uh, being called and walking in it. Mm. Being called and walking in it. Um. Uh, second is uh, I've lived life with Christ and I've lived life without him. And I'll tell you what, brother, living with him is a lot better. Okay. Definitely, definitely. Um, so that's another thing, too. Um, 
kids aren't kids aren't watching me. Mm-hmm. They're watching me. Ooh. Okay. Come on. You know, um, you you can you know say and do, but if they're seeing something else, bro, eh. But they're watching, man. I like that. I ain't never seen it like that. Yeah. They're watching. They're watching. They're listening. Mm-hmm. They okay. You can act. You can act. But when it comes down to it, man, there, there's no. Oh my goodness, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, hey, real talk, okay? Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. We can play the church, church, mm-hmm. and then things are in turmoil at home. That's just hey, let's just be, be real. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely and it, it can happen, and it's happened here. Mm-hmm. Hey, all I can say is forgive me, Lord. Well, let's move on. I'm sorry, Lord. Let me be better. And that's what I'm working towards now, is being better. Amen. So we're, we're going to flip it a little bit too. What are some um, fun facts about you? Maybe that nobody knows. Some uh, some hidden talents. Uh, well. Some, um, some, some that, you know, well, talk about it. I'm a semester away from getting an AA in biblical studies. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, one more semester. And then... Um, I like smooth jazz. Okay. Um, I like serving. You know, being a Christian is boring. It's, it's, <laughs> Come on, let me tell you it's something. It's a boring life. Bro. If it's a boring life, you're not living it right. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's boring, dude. Like no. church, Bible, Jesus. It's it's just a waste. And, and, no, it, you're you're just not you know living it right. But Amen. um, no, there's a lot of things that you know I, I love. You know, spending time with my wife. Um, you know with the, my children, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's a special, it's special, a special time in my life right now. Yeah. It really is. And, um, I am the, uh, proverbial, you know, um, uh, prodigal child, uh-huh. you know, is that Mark seven, I believe, um, that proverbial, uh, is, uh, Luke 15. I'm sorry. Luke 15. Um, I went out and did my thing. And I sow, I sowed some poor seed, but um, like the prodigal, he came to his senses and says, "I got to go back to my father's house." Mm. Man, I would, I would. There's his servants are living, eating better than I'm living right now. I got to go back, and I think that's such a beautiful story, man, mm. of God's grace, His mercy, and His love. That when you mess up. I gotta go back to my father's house. I need, I need, I need to go back, and I'll, I'll do anything. And what does God do? He restores you back to His Son that I always was. You know, because you know, those that don't know Jesus and don't know the Lord and haven't read God's Word, they see God as angry and as uh, picking on you. And oh, uh, God a lot don't... of it was taught to us. Yes, and so. You know, um, I tell people, man, God is so loving, so graceful, and He's shown that to you. Oh, time and time again. And so, as we come to a close, right? Um, what are your thoughts about just in general? You know, how can we, as a nation, as a community, mm. how can we go forward and and and, and get that healing necessary? Because wow. that's what we need. That's we need what healing. we need. We need healing, but it, it starts off. Let's forgive. Ooh. Forgiveness. Mm. 
you know, I, you know, we're going to go ahead and, um, as, 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 as closing thoughts, whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Yeah. And so we're going to sway towards my brother, Eddie, Ed, Ed, and, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, just, uh, just some final words, something that, you know, uh, you can share, right. Uh, you know, you know, the years you were a sheriff, yeah. the years you've been married, the years you've been a father, the years that you served the Lord, the years that you weren't with the Lord, all that. Right. What would be some words that you can share? If they don't have mommy? Yeah. Um, Just some final words. Well, final words is, um, you know, uh, living this life of Christ, um, I haven't lived it to its fullest, and that's unfortunate. Um, uh, but just like um, in the days of old, where Mo, or uh, in the uh, in the Old Testament, where it is said, "I have never seen the righteous forsaken." Um, he's never forsaken me. Uh, if anything, he has, you know, uh, shown me through trials, through blessings in my life, that he's still with me wherever I go whether it's in the county jail or whether it's in my home, he's always with me. And I'm so grateful for that. But it's a choice that we have to make. A choice. Okay, so um, choose ye this day whom you will serve in Joshua. And, um, well, I choose to serve God. And uh, I'm better for it. I'm better all around for it. And so um, as long as I'm in him, there's no selfishness. Once I start stepping away from him, ooh, it's not good. Um, and that's all I can say, brother. You know what? It was, it was a great ride. I've been blessed. Um, becoming a deputy sheriff, I, I put it to kids this way. 30 years ago, I planted a seed. And now 30 years later, me and my family are sitting under a tree that is given a shade. Because that seed that I planted has grown into a, a thriving tree that is providing fruit for me and my family. But I made a choice to plant that seed. And that's why I am where I am today, because of the Lord and my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So we'll, as we close, we just want to thank everybody for listening, for tuning in. I want to thank you, brother, for allowing me to come in your it's home. It's an honor, brother. Thank you. And, thank uh, you. And just to share the, uh, the, the, the gratefulness, the faithfulness, the mercy Amen. of God in your life. Yes. Um, yeah. What happened, Abigail? You, you stopped it. That's fine. And so we still got a little bit of audio, but at the end of the day, uh, um, the foundation of your success is Jesus Christ, is, is the Bible. And um, so uh, we just want to thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. And, sure. Uh, amen. No, it, it's an honor. Thank you. Praise God. God thank bless. you, brother. Keep it up. Amen. You're doing a great job. Amen. We are good.